0: Okay, all right, let's All right. All right. So um today we will have an expert interview with uh Doula, Passion Smith Grantham. Thank you for taking time to interview with me today.
1: Thank you for the invite. Yes, <laughs> I'm
0: excited. Um, so we're just gonna jump right into it. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, can you hear me? Yes. Okay,
0: good. Okay. All right, so can you um Tell us a little bit about yourself and what made you want to become
1: a doula. Okay. So I am a doula. I've been a doula five years now. Um, I am a mother of two. I had um, one hospital birth um, and one home birth. um, And I love the home birth, by the way. Um, I have served families that have had C-sections, whether planned or unplanned. I've seen um, medicated and unmedicated births, home births, hospital births, inductions, pretty much everything. Um, the only thing I haven't seen is um like an actual twin birth. Like that was a client of mine. It's the only thing I haven't seen yet. So pretty much I've seen it all. Um, I For as long as I can remember, like even being a child, I was always interested in like labor and delivery. I remember being a little girl and like watching... um. I think it was called like birthday on Discovery Health, And my mom never like made me cut it off or told me I couldn't watch it. Um, she, you know, she just kind of let me do my thing. And I was just always so interested. Like, it was like, this is so amazing to me. Um, so as I got I got older and it was time for me to go to college, um, I had initially was kind of like, well, you know, I'll do um, labor and delivery, go to be a labor and delivery nurse. But something about it just didn't like, Align with me. Um, I was like, you know, I really don't want to work in the hospital, um, but I thought like that, that was all I was limited to at the time. Um, So got, got into college, decided to do social work, got to my senior year of high school when it was time for me to do my internship. And I got selected to go to an agency called the YWCA. And this agency had a program that actually served moms from ages 12 to 35. Um, And we provided like birth services um, so they could come through the program and get a doula. We did childbirth education courses. Um, We helped them with breastfeeding, things like that. Um, And so then that's when I realized there's a whole like different side to this, like more holistic. Um, that's why I learned about like birthing centers, breastfeeding, um, home births midwives like I knew about none of that and so when I started learning about these things I'm like that fits more into what I feel like aligns with me and so I went through the training um because I was interning at the training I actually got to attend the training for free which was good because these trainings be expensive <laughs> so I got to train for free that was November of 2017 and I've been rolling ever since
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just, I feel very uh, fortunate that Goldsboro surrounding areas, they they have an outstanding resource. Um, yes. I follow your page a lot and I look at the resources that you are providing. So uh, just being able to help these women in the community, I, I commend you on your work and what you do. Thank you. Yeah. Um, all right. So you don't have to go into full detail, but can you just give us a little insight on um, what it is that you do?
1: So what I do is I help um, expectant parents and their families through the time that they're pregnant up until delivery and then following during postpartum. So people always ask me, like, is it too late? It's never too late to hire me. Um, It's never too late for me to step in and help. I like when people hire me early on because then it gives us time to build rapport but I've had people to hire me within two weeks before their due date. And I'm there to kind of make sure that they know what to expect. So we do childbirth education. I help with them as far as making sure they got everything packed that they, you know, they're feeling confident, partner knows what to do. Kids are situated. I'm um, then doing labor and delivery. I'm there to kind of provide comfort measures to help advocate, to help with decision-making, um, and then when a the baby comes to make sure that babies latch if mom's wanting to breastfeed and make sure that the transition to the postpartum side is smooth and then during postpartum I pretty much go in the home and I help to adjust to having a new baby um so that looks like me cooking sometimes washing dishes or you know doing light chores around the house taking care of siblings running errands whatever it is that they need to kind of get adjusted is what I come in and do during postpartum
0: that's perfect that <laughs> you just said that because you know my series um are basically um focusing on mental health.
1: Right. And so
0: mental health postpartum that, that, that yes. goes together. It That's doesn't true. only just impact the mother, it can also impact the family unit. Yes. Um sometimes it may be where the, uh, the husband, the spouse, the partner, they may not even recognize the the signs. Or it may be where the mom doesn't know how to express exactly what it is she's going through. For me personally, um, I went through that. I just knew something was different. And this was 25 yeah. years ago. So right. my actually my, my dad was was quiet, but he was very wise. He picked up on it. And so um my Aunt Helen, uh, she was very helpful to me with, like, nutritious meals, just kind of checking in on me. Right. You didn't call it postpartum. She said I had the baby blues. So, <laughs> that's what they
1: called. the baby blues are actually a real thing but the baby blues typically happen within like the first two weeks um so that's you know your hormones are kind of trying to regulate Mm -hmm. so that is the thing but anything that extends kind of longer than that Mm -hmm. that's when we get to like the postpartum and then there's different types of postpartum you can have postpartum depression postpartum anxiety postpartum um psychosis you know it's Mm -hmm. it's It's deep.
0: (laughs) It is. is. So what I was going to ask you next, so is it um, common to be just a birth doula or um, just a postpartum doula or does it kind of. Probably. it
1: actually depends on the person um because you have some people that only do postpartum um especially you'll see people like that who like for instance they don't have help with child care and so they'll schedule their postpartum visits around the time that they know okay the kids are going to be in school or something like that um or you'll see people that do birth because they they don't um care to do the postpartum stuff um for me I just do a mixture of the both of both. Um, especially because we don't really have a lot of resources around here in this area for that. And I find that a lot of people that I serve, um, especially since I mainly serve minorities and a huge chunk of them are low income and so you're looking at them already not having support already maybe not having the resources that they need um some of them you know two weeks oh i have to go back to work or you know and so i find it that me just stepping in to help even if it's for a few hours you know kind of helps to prevent the family just from kind of going off on the deep end so I just do a mixture of both okay all right
0: so um are you, I know you're currently in school. This is part of your dual yes. training, right? Yes. Okay, so what um I guess if you can just tell just a little insight of, of about that training.
1: Okay, so I'm in school right now, so we're at IBCLC, so that's the International Board Certified Lactation Consultant. And so usually people, especially um, in Wayne County, you'll really only see them in the hospital. If you um, decide that you want to breastfeed, they're the ladies that come in and kind of help you get that initial latch, and they'll come check on you to see how breastfeeding is going, yada, yada. Um, the issue is, once you leave the hospital after those one or two days, you don't have nobody. Um, and so I decided that it would be good for me to get this certification so that I can do outpatient so that once you leave the hospital, if you're having any type of difficulties or you need to be seen, that um, I can provide those outpatient outpatient services and IBCs, LCs are covered by insurance. And so then I can help everybody and not just people who are privileged and have access to financial resources.
0: All right. So, Based off what you're telling me, your work is kind of 50-50, hands-on and consulting and, and coaching. Yes. Okay. All
1: right. And then I have my LCSWA. And so that also helps uh, with me doing clinical work with my moms who do have postpartum depression or some some of them already have depression or anxiety. And so that steps in and helps me out a lot too. Okay.
0: Girl, I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Thank you. I really am. Um, I guess I wanted to ask you your opinion. Um, Why a woman should have a doula? Um, Do
1: you think that it's important to bond with your your clients during the process? Um, Yes, I think everybody, no matter how many kids you have, should definitely have a doula. Um, Even me being a doula, both of my pregnancies... I hired a doula, um, simply because like when you're in that space, you're in pain, you can't think straight. I can't think straight, you know? And so it's good to have someone not only, who can be a support person because, you know, some people, they have the support, but it makes a difference when that person is a support person who's also educated and can actually advocate for you and know what's going on. Um, A lot of people, they're like, well, you know, I have my mom and my, you know, my boyfriend or my grandma and my husband, but it kind of doesn't do any good if grandma and husband don't know what's going on. And then the doctor's or medical professionals are in there doing stuff they ain't got no business because then grandma and, and boyfriend, they can't advocate for you. And so it just makes all the difference having some someone with you to kind of break things down, to help you make whatever decisions you need to make, to help you um, to advocate, like I said, Cause going to come in there. They're going to say what they got to say. They ain't going, they're going to be gone. They got to go see the next person. And so like, usually in situations like that, when they come in and they're like, well, miss such and such, you know, we need to do this. And I'm like, okay, can we get a few minutes? And then I'll, hey, let's talk about this. Here's the option that they gave. Here's the other options that I know you have. You know, here's the pros and the cons. Now, what do you feel like is best for you? Whatever you feel like is best for you, that's what we're going to work with. But I want you to make an informed decision. And so that's very, very, very important. Um, Not only to mention that um, in hospital settings, which is where most people um, birth, most people of color birth, um, shall I say, um, the infant and maternal mortality rate is very high. Black women and babies are three to four times more likely to die um, compared to white women. And so it's, it's very, very, very important to have somebody there that, like I said, again, is knowledgeable and can advocate for you. Um, Even in my own birth, my first birth was a, a unplanned hospital birth, but, the stuff that they were trying to do, if I didn't have the education that I had, everything would have went a totally different way. Um, but when they realized that I was smart and that I had the knowledge and I knew what I was talking about, they, they pretty much left me alone. Mm-hmm. So it's very important. Gotcha.
0: And that I wanted to touch on that. Um, so I was reading some different research studies and what I found was that um let me go back to my notes. I read that research studies have shown that having the type of support that a doula provides can increase the chances for vaginal delivery, mm-hmm. decrease the need for pain meds, uh, decrease the uh, use of epidural. Um, so there's a lot of research um, behind mm-hmm. having a support person like a doula when you're labeled as a so I'm glad that you highlighted on that. I wish that I had that type of knowledge or training. Um, Uh, when I when I gave birth, I mean, thankfully I had a good delivery. I didn't have an epidural, I didn't have any medicine. You know, I just thank God (laughs) was weird. But if I would have had the 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 knowledge and just yeah, yeah, I think it would have went even even smoother. So
1: I find it interesting um that here in especially like the United States that people birthed in the hospital because a lot of people can't afford to pay for home birth um, because, well, we only have one licensed midwife in the state who's licensed to do home birth. We have many midwives, but there's less than 10 licensed to do home birth and only one of them is a, is a person of color. Um, and I had her for both pregnancies. Um, And so I find it interesting that because people can't always afford to pay well, black black women especially can't always afford to pay out of pocket to birth at home. We go to the hospital. But in other countries, um, black women who can't afford to pay to go to the hospital, they hire midwives and they birth at home. And so to me, that speaks a lot because these countries also don't have high rates of killing black women and babies um and so that says a lot about what's going on in our medical system and what's going on with the way that we do things um and even down to the midwives you know we we were the ones that were delivering everybody's babies you know there was a time we couldn't even go to the hospital you know so we did this and now it's like almost been stolen from us um and now we put a price on it and the price is so high that most black people, you know, they can't afford to go to school to be a midwife. They can't afford to even hire a midwife, you know, to do their birth. And so it's, it's like the times have changed, but we need to take our power back because since this power has changed, they're killing us. And that's that's not good.
0: It's not, it's not my mom. <laughs> almost became my midwife I was in the tub. I didn't even know that I was even in labor uh-huh. so she realized I was kind of like you know in, in the bathroom for a long time so she knocked on the door she came in she was like are you in labor I was like no I'm fine she was like no your 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 face is changing I, girl let's have my bad.
1: At, at home in the at tub, in the about house. to have you a water
0: birth. Almost had a water birth. My mom's like, "Girl, we gotta go." <laughs> but if I would have had the knowledge that is out today, yeah. then you know that yeah. would have been helpful. But anyway, I um also wanted to ask you: Do you have a lot of partners involved in the the doula process? And if if you do, how do you connect and bond with them?
1: So most of my people, they do have partners. And so what I do is I just involve them in everything that we do. So like when I'm doing my childbirth education, I let, you know, the the birthing parent know like, hey, whoever's going to be there, you know, doing while you're laboring, they need to be here. You know, they, you know, they need to kind of know what's going on. Uh, when we're going over comfort measures, I'll let them do it together so that they could kind of be the ones that are demonstrating because I don't want anybody to feel like I'm taking their spot. Um, because initially some people do feel like she trying to take my spot and I had to explain to them, like, I'm here to support as a whole, like I'm here to support you and supporting her, you know, so I'm not trying to, to take away from anything, but I want to support you both and, and advocate for you both. Um, and so I just involve them in what we do, but most of the time I do find that, um, especially male partners, that they get scared and so I do end up being like most hands-on um even when I have my kids like Anthony he's he's always scared and I'll be like you're not having a baby like what you scared for but he's always scared and so it's 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 good for me like I said to have a doula and to have other support people present because he just be like in his own little world so I see that a lot but I still try to involve them and let them know you know Hey, you can step in. Hey, why don't you try to do this? Or, mm-hmm. hey, you know, try to massage her this way. That'll help with the contractions. things like that.
0: That's good. As I was just thinking, you know, that makes a, a lot of sense because, you know, some mm-hmm. labors can be a long process. Mm-hmm. So based off what you just told me, the doula is really for the whole unit, yeah. not just the mom and labor. So yeah. that's very good. for yeah.
1: that And literally when you say long births, like I have literally been at a birth three days, um, and I'm scared to leave because things can change like that. And so I'd be scared, like, if I leave that something going to happen, I'm going to miss it. And so once I get there, I usually stay. But also laboring at home as long as possible does kind of help cut a lot of that time down um, because once you get to the hospital, you, you know, you have access to all those sometimes unnecessary interventions. And so when you're home, you're in your comfort space, you can dim the lights. Nobody's coming in every two seconds to bother you. Um, you can concentrate and it helps things go along like a lot faster. And so with my clients, I try to, um if they're having a hospital birth, like get there at the very last minute, like when we get there, we need to be pushing because then you don't have time for, they don't have time to do anything and you don't have time to ask for anything because when you're hurting, you know, and I have a lot, of my mom, they say, I don't want to get no meds. I'm like, okay. And so when we're at home, you know, they're hurting, but they don't have access to the meds. So therefore they can't ask for them. But some of them we get to the hospital and they know that it's there. And then they keep coming in every two seconds asking, well, you want this epidural? It'll, it'll take the pain away. It'll do this. It'll do that. Not discussing the side effects and the harmful things that's in it. Um, and then, you know, sometimes they succumb to it. Like, yeah, let me just get it. And then sometimes, you know, they don't, but if we're not there, we don't have to worry about the, the interventions and everything mm-hmm. is just fine. And so I try to labor at home as much as possible to avoid us being there for such a long time. But I've had a few that were very long, but most of them are like fairly easy going for the most part.
0: Gotcha. I'm so sorry. I, people are you fine? calling me and they know I'm in this session. Um, but I can't, I can't answer them right now. But um, let's see. So, what I was going to ask you oh, so for um, families who may not have. um, health insurance. On average, um, how much are, are doula services if someone doesn't have insurance? Uh-oh, did I lose your patient?
1: Okay,
0: you hear me
1: I was talking. I don't know what happened. I don't. Let me see. Hold on one second. I
0: think the um the internet went out here for um for just a second. So I'm I'm sorry. I think um I was. You were asking
1: that- about the health insurance, yeah. and so everyone um is different and gets to set their own prices. And so for me, um I start. Um, at $500 and I have packages that go all the way up to $1,600 because I want to make my services accessible to everyone and I want them to be able to pick what's best in their financial budget. Um, and I also offer payment plans for people who can't afford to you know, pay everything in full. Um, but North Carolina is currently working on passing a bill so that Medicaid can cover the cost of doulas. And so that'll help a lot of um, low-income um, people or people who don't have private insurance, that'll help a lot of people be able to afford getting a doula. Um, TRICARE already has started it, covered um, people who are military can actually get doulas paid for um, through insurance. And so once Medicaid passes that, we'll be good to go. That's
0: good. Okay. All
1: right.
0: Um, what is your, your favorite part of your, your work?
1: My favorite part is actually birth. Um, I can literally watch people have babies all day. Um, It's just so amazing because, like, everyone is different. And then, like, I love when, like, we're in the final stage of labor and, you know, the baby's, like, really close and, like, my moms get to, like, humming or they're chanting or, like, each one has, like, a different tune, this sounds crazy, but each one has a different tune, like, once they kind of get to the climax, and the baby is here, and I love to hear, it's, like, music to my ears, like, they're, they're completely in tune with their body, they're feeling all of the, um, the, the feelings of everything that's about to go on, you know, um, and then the baby comes out and then it's, you know, all that love, you know, all the, I've been waiting nine months for this, you know, it's just always such a beautiful experience. And so I would have to say like, that's the best part, like just the birth. <laughs> okay. All
0: right. Well, we are winding down. Um, the last question, um, can you, um, share uh, your business contact information, your social media pages, um, so people can.
1: Reach out to you. Yes. So, um, on Facebook, you can find me at Passion Grandmom. That's my personal page, or my business page is Passionate Beginnings NC. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Passionate Beginnings, and my website is www.passionatebeginnings.com. Um, if you're looking to set up a consultation, or if anyone has any questions or anything, um, it's best to to contact me directly. Um, I don't allow booking through my site simply because I like to actually be able to talk to people to kind of get a feel of what they need, um, what what options they are looking for, um, and then kind of like guide them into how to book from there. Um, and so for anybody who just has questions or even if you want to become a doula or maybe you're already a doula and you need some guidance, um, I also offer mentorship as well. Um, and I do placenta encapsulation and belly casting. Um, and so if you need any of those services, just contact me directly and we can kind of go from there to um, get your needs taken care of. Okay, all right. Well,
0: those are all the questions that I have. Thank you so much for taking um time out of your schedule because you had those two little precious babies and your
1: (laughs) husband. I had to drop them off because they would have (laughs) been in the (laughs) way.
0: Oh my goodness. Well, I love watching them grow up, you know. Through yeah, it's internet stuff.
1: auntie, as you say. I am the
0: Internet auntie. I just love it. I do. They are. I miss. love them. I do. But this has been an awesome interview. I've learned so much um, and I appreciate you. I'm going to share this video on okay. YouTube. My uh podcast and my facebook page okay. make it public because i want this information to to get out as
1: absolutely
0: yeah i do so thank you again
1: no problem all right you take care you too have a good all rest right. of your day thanks Okay. bye